Welcome to Food and Philosophy episode four. Greatest idea I've ever had. Talk about philosophy and eat at the same time and read. Three of my favorite things. Uh, but before I begin, I want to talk about this place. I'm not going to... Uh, yeah. I didn't have a nice experience today, so I'm not going to tell you where I got this food from. I will say, when I first discovered this place, uh, this is my fifth visit, probably be my last. I mean, unless I take a bite and it's the best thing I've ever had in my life, it's probably my last. So I'll say this, I'll say it like this. What's up, guys? How are you guys doing? Is So I originally, when I first found this place, it was it's pretty good. It's pretty good, but not like amazing. It's pretty good. And they had... 10 desserts, 10, 10 freaking desserts. That's a nine plus one or a one with a zero after it, 10 desserts. And so after like my third visit, I was thinking, you know what? I really need to try a few of the desserts and they're all delicious. So I was in the beginning of my food video making. So about like a year and a half ago or so. And I was like, I'm going to go in and try every single Dessert they have, like in one sitting. Go there, buy all 10 desserts. So I walk in there. This is, a, this is not recently. It's, it's a while ago. And they said, oh, you know what? Actually, we're not going to do 10 desserts anymore. In fact, we don't, we don't do them anymore. And we, we went from 10 desserts to two, to two desserts. So I'm like, oh, well, well I'm definitely not going to do a video for two desserts. It's like a regular amount of desserts. If anything, that's like not enough desserts. So I didn't do a video there. I've never done a video at this place. Then the last time I was there, I was like, eh, not that good. Maybe I shouldn't go. But today I was really feeling this place because I was thinking about what I got today, which is a Picadillo burrito. And I walk in there and like the menu is chained. They went from 30 or so items to... It looks like they made it really easy so you can order it on DoorDash. That's actually what it looks like. Looks like, and I was the only person there in the place, and they had five uh, people working there, so they it must be delivery, and I, and I get that's what some people have to do. Though they went from having 10 desserts to two, and they went from having like 30 items to like, here's a list. It's basically Chipotle now, how they do things. I mean, they don't like make it in front of you like a Chipotle, but it's basically you get it as a bowl or get it as a burrito or get it as a taco or... And I looked at the menu, and, and they don't even have the like good salsa anymore. I don't know. Somebody bought it, and they have new salsa. Not that I don't even know if this salsa is good or not, but I know their last salsa was like a paste. It was, it was freaking delicious. But here they went, and they changed. And they probably changed to be better for DoorDash and, and to like help have people have a better chance at ordering their food. And those things have merit. In the process, though, they lost their soul. The place is not cool. The person at the register doesn't even seem enthused to work to be there. And previously, you'd go there and it's kind of like at Ike's. If you'd never been to Ike's, you, somebody has to literally tell you how to order or show you or, or talk to you about that. So there's that great interaction. This person didn't know anything about the menu. I asked him some questions and he was like, oh yeah, no, just these things. I'm like, that's not what I freaking asked you. And I'm not saying I had a bad experience because the person at the register, that's not why. The business no longer has soul. 
that's the definition of selling out. Not going out and making money and, and attempting to do what you love to do and spread that as far as possible. But when you're, you sell yourself for the dollar, instead of you're selling your love and you get paid in dollars. So that's how we're starting today. But I am hungry, so I'm definitely going to eat this and enjoy it. RIP to my good friend's business. Hi, Shashan. Hi, Mom. Talk smack about their salsa, so let me hit up the salsa. Hopefully it's not too spicy, because I'm a wimp when it comes to spicy these days. Well, actually, I'm not a wimp. I just get angry. Maybe it's a good way to do it for a podcast. One more. All right. Where we left off last time was on gossip. Hey, what's up, Ross? What's up, Beto Juice? Looking at everyday human interactions, imagine how many times we cast spells on each other with our word. I mean, hell, I just started this whole thing projecting the hell on this restaurant. Over time, this interaction has become the worst form of black magic. It's the stuff that we call gossip. Sorry, I can't reveal where this burrito is from because I was talking smack about the business and I don't want them to you know, go back. So I'm not going to reveal where the burrito is from. I even took the label off of the burrito. Gossip is black magic at its very worst because it is pure poison. We learned how to gossip just by agreement. When we were children, we heard the adults around us gossiping all the time openly giving their opinions about other people. Even people that they freaking liked, right? You thought they did until you started hearing about them talking about them behind other people's backs. They even had opinions about people they didn't even know and never met. Like me with the owner of this burrito shop. Emotional poison was transferred along with the opinions. And we learned this as the normal way to communicate. In fact, when... when People get together. You get together with your friends. You guys like shoot the, and it's always like, oh, do you know what so and so happened, or where, or what I saw on the internet, or who, or literally why there's a such thing as celebrities this is for gossip, good and and bad. Gossiping has become the main form of communication in human society. So true. It has become the way we feel close to each other because it makes us feel better to see someone else feel as badly as we do. There's an old expression that says, misery likes company. And people who are suffering in hell don't want to be all alone. Fear and suffering are an important part of the dream of the planet. They are how the dream of the planet keeps us down. Using the analogy of the human mind as a computer, gossip can be, prepared to, can be compared to a computer virus. About AI right now. No, I don't want to get banned for life. I'm commenting on Instagram or posting like I have been on TikTok. A computer virus is a piece of computer language written in the same language all the other codes are written in, but with harmful intent. This is what gossip is. Humans, human gossip works exactly this way. For example, you're beginning a new class with a new teacher and you've looked forward to it for a long time. On the first day of class, you run into someone who took the class before who tells you 
oh, that in instructor is such a pompous jerk. He didn't know what he was talking about. And he was a pervert too, so watch out. You were immediately imprinted with the word of the emotional code that the person had when saying this. But what you're not aware of is his or her motivation in telling you. This person could be angry for failing the class or simply making an assumption based on fears and prejudices. But because you have learned to ingest information like a child, some part of you believes the gossip. And then you go on to the class. As the teacher speaks, you feel the poison come up inside of you and you don't realize you see the teacher through the eyes of the person who gave you that gossip. Then you start talking to the other people in the class about this, and they start to see the teacher in the same way, as a jerk and a pervert. You really hate the class, and soon you decide to drop out. You blame the teacher, but it is the gossip that is to blame. Where has this stuff happened to you, whether it was with a job, an employer, co-workers, class like this, even somebody that you were maybe attempting to date or you were interested in, and then you heard, oh, I heard about them, and they do fill in the blank. Where does this happen to you? Where do people, yeah, where does it do, do it? Somebody said something to you and then it clouds your judgment on them. And where has it happened the other way where people cloud you in the eyes of other people? I'm going to take another bite of this burrito. All of this mess around gossip is like a computer virus. One little piece of misinformation can break down communication between people causing every person it touches to become infected and contagious to others. Imagine that every single time others gossip to you, they insert a computer virus into your mind, causing you to think a little less clearly every time. Then imagine that in an effort to clean up your own confusion and get some relief from the poison, you gossip and spread these viruses to someone else. Now imagine this pattern going on in never-ending chain between every single human being on the planet. The result is a world full of humans who can only read information through circuits that are clogged with poisonous, contagious virus. Once again, this poisonous virus is what the Toltecs called the metote, the chaos of a thousand different voices all trying to talk at once in the mind. Even worse are the black magicians or computer hackers who intentionally spread the virus. This is definitely true on social media right now. People just talking smack to talk smack, knowing what they're doing, doing it on purpose, either just to incite a reaction or to get attention or even way more harmful things than that. Think back to a time when you or someone you know was angry with someone else and desired revenge. In order to seek revenge, you said something to or about that person with the intention of spreading poison and making that person feel bad about themselves. As children, we do this quite thoughtlessly. We definitely, I've certainly done that, and likely you have as well. What's up, Calvin? But as we grow older, we become much more calculated in our efforts to bring other people down. And then we lie to ourselves and say that person received a just punishment for their wrongdoing. When we see the world through this computer virus, it's easy to justify cruel behavior. What we don't see is that misuse of our word is putting us deeper into a hell on this planet, putting us deeper into a negative experience that we don't want to be having. 
So what are ways that you can use your word to get what you want versus staying stuck in whatever it is that you feel negative about yourself right now or that you put, keep projecting negatively on other people or whether that's the government or other actual people that you know, you're blaming a politician. Keep finding evidence of what you want versus finding evidence of what you don't want. I'll say that again. Keep finding evidence of what you want versus finding evidence of what you don't want. And what's up, Andre? What's up, Clara? In fact, let's find evidence right now. Real quick, like one minute, maybe even less. What are five things right now going on in your life that you actually like? What are five things that you like in your life right now? I'll write five things down too. Just a minute. This will be quick. All right. And so we're even searching for more evidence. What are five things in your life that you don't want that you also don't have? So let's be grateful here. What are five things that you don't want that you also don't have? All right, 10 more seconds. All right, so look at these 10 things that you just wrote down. This is evidence of the life that you want actually being true. You don't have to go out there and put anybody down for these things. You have these things already. So be grateful for that. But also, in, if things start going wrong way today or tomorrow or the next day, you have evidence right now that your life is the way that you want it, that you have things that you want and you don't have things that you don't want. At least 10 things. If you understand here in the first agreement, it's to be impeccable with your word you begin to see all the changes that can happen in your life. In fact, you've already probably had to change a lot of things for these 10 things to be true about your life. Now, if we get back to gossip, if you're in charge of how you view yourself and how you deal with yourself, then it's easy to be in charge or take charge in how you deal with other people, especially the ones that you love. But even if you don't love them, or they're just some random people that you just run into. Because consider how many times you've gossiped about people that you care about, or said bad things to people that you care about, or been sarcastic to and with the people that you care about. Those are the people that have the most to gain once you start taking control of yourself. You start finding the evidence that what you want to be true is true. Like here are these five things that you want, that you have, and five things that you don't want that you don't have. You can start using that as a snowball effect to, oh, look, I am creating the life. Oh, look, I have a way that I'm moving in the, the proper direction for myself. So look in your own mind, because in which ways do you talk smack about your own self? Nobody's ever going to be as harsh to you as you are to yourself. So in which ways do you talk shit basically about yourself? What for? Why in these areas? Whose opinion are you taking into consideration here? So if you look at these, these five things that you have that you want, in which ways did you have to be committed to something over a period of time in order to get these things? Can you start talking good about yourself? Well, what's the opposite of talking shit, like talking praise? I don't know. Whatever that is, wouldn't it be amazing if the voice in your head was just talking positive to you all the time 
your opinion is nothing but your point of view. And it's not necessarily true. So no matter what it is that your opinion is right now, and it's not necessarily true, why don't you just start making up really amazing stuff about you? And, and then look for the evidence that it's true, and then likely it ends up being true. But when we do the opposite, when we, we make our opinions and they come from our beliefs, or even somebody else's beliefs, how we grew up, uh, our communities, our religions, what, what, some teachers, whomever it is, somebody else's opinion, your own ego even, and you ruin your own dream. We create this poison within ourselves and then we spread it to others because of that. Just so we can feel right about whatever it is that we have embedded in, in our minds. And it's most of the time not even true and even worse than it not being true. It's not even your own opinion of yourself. It's somebody else's opinion of you. If we adopt the first agreement and become impeccable with our word, any emotional poison will eventually be cleaned from our mind and from our communication in our personal relationships, whether that's a human being or your animals. Impeccability of the word will also give you immunity from anyone putting a negative spell on you. When you're impeccable with your word, nobody can bother you. Nobody can. You will only receive a negative idea if your mind is fertile ground for this idea. And as we spoke last time, if you actually low-key agree with it on some level. So somebody says something about you, somebody gossips about you, somebody talks smack about you, and you believe it because it, it bothers you. And then so the other way around, you, it bothers you because you believe it. How do you know you believe it? Because it bothers you. You can measure the impeccability of your word by your level of self-love. How much you love yourself and how you feel about yourself are directly proportionate to the quality and integrity of your word. Let's say that part again. You can measure the impeccability of your word by your level of self-love. So look at yourself. Are you great at loving yourself? How much you love yourself and how you feel about yourself are directly proportionate to the quality and integrity of your word. When you are impeccable with your word, you feel good and you feel happy and you're at peace because you know that you're balanced with yourself. You are in equanimity with yourself. Your beliefs about yourself match the beliefs of the world versus your internal experience and external experience not matching because it's not going to not match for long. But when you're talking smack about yourself, even if you're right, even if those things are true, which they're not, but like say even if the evidence in the world shows you that it's true, it still doesn't feel good because deep down inside you know you're not that. Because you're not. You're also the opposite. You can transcend the dream of hell just by making the agreement to be impeccable with your word. Just right now. Do it. Whether or not the seed grows depends upon on how fertile your mind is for the seeds of love and the love of yourself. If you start saying you are impeccable with your word, you can nurture the seed as it grows in your mind. Say you decide, okay, today I'm going to be impeccable with my word. And then, you're, and then you fail at it. Just 
okay, I'm impeccable with my word. You could just like start over again. Like, okay, I'm impeccable with my word starting now. Starting now, starting now. And slowly but surely, it's going to be longer and longer and longer and longer periods of time till it actually gets sewed in your mind and sewed in your heart and sold, sewed in your life, sewn, sewed. And then next thing you know, you're just always impeccable with your word. In fact, you're not never impeccable with your word because it's just such a part of you. So be impeccable with your word. This is the first agreement that you should make if you want to be free, if you want to be happy, if you want to transcend the level of existence that is hell on this planet, if you want to live in heaven while you're alive versus only it being accessible when you're back with the universe and with God, this is very powerful. So use the word in the correct way. Use the word to share your love. Use white magic beginning with yourself. Tell yourself how wonderful you are, how great you are. Tell yourself how much you love yourself. Use the word to break all those teeny tiny agreements that make you suffer. So again, right now, write out what are your five favorite things about yourself. If you've done this recently, just do it again. What are your five favorite things about yourself? All right. Five about myself. One minute, like not even a minute. You have five things that you love, that you really like about yourself right now. I make delicious food. All right, see? See, that's easy. Okay, fine. Maybe you didn't write five yet. I'll give you 20 more seconds. What are your five favorite things about yourself? And then look at this list. Out of the five things that you wrote down, if you only wrote down three or two, still do this part. Star of the f your favorite, like what's your favorite favorite out of these five things? So it's easy to love yourself when you search for evidence that you love yourself. Writing a list of the things that is your favorite things about yourself is an exercise in loving yourself. So you're like going through, okay, what's the five? What's the six? What's the 10? And start adding to this list. If you feel in doubt sometimes, look at this list and be like, oh yeah, that's right. I make really delicious food or oh my gosh, look how creative I am or whatever those things are for you is possible. It is possible because here the author's saying that they did it. They were able to be impeccable with the word. and They're not better than you. If you've ever been any of the learn from my classes, or the School of Wealth classes, I say this often. If I can do it, that literally means anybody can. Unfortunately, y'all didn't know me 20 years ago and you didn't know me 25 years ago because there's no reason to know me back then. Didn't start Ike until 16 years ago. But if you knew me back then, you'd be like, there's no freaking way that guy becomes Ike for Mike. Like if there was a movie about me and, and you were watching it, you'd be like, no way that freaking guy becomes Ike, Ike or whatever creates anything that's even worth anything. So if I could do it, you can, and you can, and you can, and you, and you, and you, and you, and you. Especially Savannah, and Shastin, and Jane, and all you guys. You can all do it. I'm not better than you. I just look for evidence of what I want to be true to be true. And forget about everything else. If I find evidence and it's something that I don't want to be true, I'm like, oh, sorry, I didn't see it. Oh, I don't want to hear it. We're exactly the same. Literally, we're exactly the same. If you think I'm better than you, it's only because I'm maybe further along in the journey than you, even if I might be younger than you. 
but I'm not better than you. We have the same kind of brain. We have the same kind of bodies. We're all humans. And so if the author here was able to break these agreements and create new ones, then you can do the same. If they can be impeccable with their word, why not you? If I can go out and be successful and do what I love to do, sandwiches and, and speaking and eating and traveling, why can't you? You can. Be impeccable with your word. Just this one agreement can change your whole life. Impeccability of the word can lead you to personal freedom, to living the life of your dreams, to being in heaven, on earth, right now. It can take away all the fear and transform it into joy and love. Just imagine what you can create with impeccability of your word. With the impeccability of the word, you can transcend the dream of fear and you can start living a different life now. You can live in heaven in the middle of thousands of people, even if they're living in hell, because you are immune to their hell and that hell. You can attain the kingdom of heaven from this one agreement. Be impeccable with your word. And so if it seems daunting to go out and just be like, oh, I'm going to be impeccable. When I first read this part, even now, reading it now, I'm like, oh, shoot, well, why am I not impeccable? Start looking for evidence of when you've been impeccable with your word. Where are you genuine? Where are you moving towards all the things that you want, whether it's with your thoughts, with your mind, with your love, with your heart, with your actual actions? And only focus on that. We're not flawless. We're human and we're going to break and make mistakes over and over and over and over again. So just then only look at the times that you'll be impeccable with your word. When it comes to this aspect, just go and be impeccable for as long as you can. If you stumble, if you fall, if you fumble, then just then restart it. Realize that, oh, wait, actually, I've been not being impeccable with my word for a couple of days now. All right, come on back. Come on back and do it again. In the end, as always, it doesn't matter when it's only a matter of time. I'll catch you guys next time.